0: Welcome to your life, your studio, your way, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Kelly, and here we are diving deep into the big questions we have as studio owners who are ready to say no more to the overwhelm of running your dance studios and yes to leading your lives and your businesses with grace, confidence, and love. Good morning, lovely studio owners. Hello. Well, I don't know when you're listening to this, so I'm saying good morning because it's morning here in New York where I am coming at you today on uh, a December morning. And it is December 2020 and we are in the throes of another surge of this wild pandemic. And I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're receiving this message, you are not only surviving, but on some degree thriving within the um, within the boundaries of our of the wild times we are existing in right now. Um, so I'm inspired to talk to you this morning about change and about choices because I feel like every day we are forced to be making these big choices, and we're faced with change in our studios and really in our in our lives, all of us. Um, but specifically for dance studio owners, you know, this pandemic came on, like, I feel like it's, it's imagine a, a river that's like just flowing, or maybe for some of us, it's a tidal wave, right, that just came and washed over all of us, but I like to imagine that it's this this river, this wild river that just picked up a current and is is flowing and it has disrupted everything in its path, truly. And there are those of us that, um, well, there are those of us that unfortunately have decided to just give in to the river and, and let it overtake them and, and are not um, have not survived throughout this pandemic. And then there's those of us who are holding on so tightly to our branch or to our, our stump or whatever we have. We are holding on so tightly with all our might and all our heart and soul and all our strength. And it is really depleting us and and robbing us of our might and our energy and our power. And then there are those of us who have given in and let the flow and let the current of this river of a pandemic take us. And we are in this flow and we are just being led and just going down the river in the flow and letting it carry us, not knowing the final destination and that 's sort of where I have been with my studio. Um, you know we obviously we were in New York, New York City, and we don 't know what tomorrow will bring we don 't know what fifteen minutes will bring, and we certainly have had our uh, challenges throughout all of this, but one thing we have focused on that has been really helpful for I think our students and our families and and our teachers really. We're just showing up and doing things differently. We are running our studio in the present moment and that means that we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know if there will be an end of year show the way that we know it to be, the way that it was supposed to be in the past. Um, all of that remains uncertain and all of that remains up to a greater force than, than we are, certainly. So how do we combat that, the angst and the uncertainty of all of those things? Do we try to just hold on and do things the way that we have been doing them in our throughout our history, right? If we're pushed off the hamster wheel, what happens to us? what happens? Do we crumble? Do we try to hold on? Or do we just flow and and figure out some new things and new ways of being? And if you are in a place where you are holding on, desperately holding on, trying to keep things up for your dance studio, for your studio families, and it's just feeling icky because it's not the same. Things are very, very different. They look different. They feel different. And if we're trying to pretend that things are the same, it starts to feel icky. And icky is a very technical word, but icky is not a good feeling. For us, for them, it feels like we're at a loss, right? It feels like things were robbed from us. Things were taken away from us and we're we're mourning the... The, the normalcy of all of the things that we loved. But here we have an opportunity to embrace something different and I have found in our studio that embracing things that we didn't normally have time for, or space for, we didn't make important enough has been really refreshing to our teachers and to our students. And what does that look like? Well, it means that we spent the month of October really celebrating Halloween and really playing up with the um, Halloween dances and doing performances on Zoom for all the parents to tune in and see what their kids were learning since we don't, do not allow parents to uh, come into our studio right now. So this was a wonderful opportunity where the kids had a final presentation and they all got to come in costume and put on a little Halloween dance. We never had an opportunity to do that before. Um, we did it kind of on a low-key, much much slower, smaller scale, but we did it in a bigger way. Um, and then we followed up with the month of November, uh, we called it Gratitude Month, and the whole month long at the end of class, the last five minutes or so, we spent writing letters of gratitude or, or drawing pictures for some of the younger ones who um, who can't write yet really well um, of gratitude. And one week we did letters of gratitude to our teachers, our dance teachers, for sharing their gifts with us, um, with the students. The second week we wrote letters of gratitude to our um, parents for giving us the gift of dance, and then the third week was to our bodies for enabling us to do the things that we love. And the kids absolutely loved this. They couldn't wait to write their letters. They couldn't wait to express their gratitude, and at first it was met with a little, like, what? What do they want us to do? You know, confusion. And then once they got in the flow of it, they couldn't stop writing. We had to kick them out of class because they just really embraced the process. And it was an excellent mental health exercise as well, keeping them focused and centered. And some of our older students created a dance journal out of that and were able to reflect on the lessons that dance has given them. And it's been a wonderful way to enhance our curriculum. So it's not just about pointing your toes and stretching your knees and stretching your feet. It is about the the dance artist and it's about how dance serves us in our lives. It's so much more than just you know, getting the leap right or getting a better extension. And it helped them see dance through different eyes, and they really enjoyed it. And the month of December, again, we, we haven't even talked about an end-of-year show yet. The month of December, we are now talking about the theme is sharing our gifts. We get to share our gifts with the world. And we're working on some holiday performances, some pre recorded material, and just really staying in the moment. Because at the end of the day, that is what this pandemic has taught us. That is what this pandemic has showed us that we can't plan the future. We can only stay in the present. And we can shift and we can make choices for the moment. But if we try to do things the way that they've always been done, we come out feeling icky or underserved or underwhelmed, and, and that just leads to negative vibes in our studio as a whole. So my question for you today is, what ways have you shifted? In what ways have you grown? What ways have you chosen different paths for your studio and for yourself throughout these, these past months? What has the pandemic shown you about the kind of leader that you want to be for your students, for your families. Because guess what? I don't know how many of us were really so thrilled with how our studios were running before. If we're being really honest with ourselves, how many of us could say they were blissfully happy and everything was in alignment and everything was working 100% not a whole lot. If you do feel that way, more power to you. But I know so many studio owners who are just spinning way too many plates, who are completely overwhelmed with all of the hats that you have to wear, who are pulled in so many different directions, taken away from their own families, taken away from their own social lives, and ha- are giving, over giving so much time and energy and love and resources to their students, to the students' families, to the dance parents, that they really are running on empty all the time. And this leads us to burnout. Of course it leads us to burnout. Dance studios are burnt, dance studio owners are burnt out. And I'm inviting you today to think about our choices, rethinking our choices. And if we imagine that we have the possibility, and not only the possibility, but we have the right to disrupt our lives at any moment, whoa, that's big. But if you think about it, we have the right and the possibility to disrupt our lives and our studios when our dreams and our life no longer feel aligned and connected. We have the right to disrupt the patterns that we have created in our studio when they don't align with our life. And it's really scary listening to your gut and saying like, hey, my studio is successful, but I'm not happy. Well, how do you go back from that? How do you go back and backpedal and say... I want to downshift when actually I just spent the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years gearing up, hustling, grinding. Here's the thing, guys. All of that was necessary at the time. It, was nece- it might have been necessary, I should say, to hustle and grind and work to get your studio to where it is now, but that is no longer what this world is, causing, is calling for. The world is calling for us to take a step back, to downshift. If you haven't gotten that memo yet, here is your memo, here's your wake-up call. The world is asking that we all downshift, that we just take it back a notch, right? We are working ourselves to death, literally. And the world is asking for us to just chill out, calm it down. And if we keep on trying to do things the way that we have been doing them, if we keep on holding on to that branch for everything we have in us, we it is going to fail. It is going to fail. If we keep on trying to do things the way that they have always been, we will not survive through this pandemic. We must let go. We must let the river take us. We must surrender and come out the other side with choices that serve you better. And what do I mean and what the heck does that look like? Okay, so one thing that I've realized throughout this pandemic is, oh wow, I never have a chance to make dinner for my daughter, right? I'm a single mom and I work till, or pre-pandemic, I work till nine o'clock every night. My daughter would come and take her dance classes and then she'd kind of like go home with her grandma or something else. Someone would come and pick her up because I still had to remain at work and she's young. So she has to go home and have dinner and be put to bed on time. And all of a sudden, we're in pandemic and I am cooking dinner for her every night. And we're sitting down together at the dinner table and we're watching TV and laughing and engaging in conversation. And wow, I really relish that. And I desire those Moments. Look what I'm missing out on because I'm at work all the time. And when we came back in September, I knew that I had to find a different way because I wanted to spend not every night with my daughter. I can't do that. But I could spend certainly one night a week and up to two nights a week cooking dinner for us and being with her and enjoying that time as her mom that she wasn't having an opportunity to experience either. And that is one small way that I shifted my schedule, that I shifted my life. And yes, there's compromise and there's sacrifice. And maybe I have to pay somebody a little extra to stay at the studio so that I, because I'm not there. Or someone else has to teach my later class. Or maybe I have to zoom in to oversee classes instead of physically being there. But those are the choices that I made because something else was showing up for me as more important in the moment. And it's okay to shift. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm not even talking about competition this year. I'm not talking about doing a recital this year. I know we'll get there. We're going to do something. We're not abandoning it. But I'm not even talking about it. My teachers are not even talking about it. We haven't even discussed it. Why? Because we are so focused on our present. We're so in the moment of making every day joyful. And that is the spirit that my studio has embraced. I'm really proud of my team for coming together. We have come together to just say, make today joyful. Make today a celebration of dance and a celebration of our children getting to be together in a room with masks on, socially distant, but their energy is together. And even if they're tuning in on Zoom, we want to fill them with that same spirit, that same joy. And that really takes every ounce of our energy. And we do it in a a, a loving way, a giving way. We, this is what we want, and everything else has fallen to the side. Yes, we have some great ideas for dances, and certainly we'll start to work towards them in the new year, and hope that we're able to have um, maybe an outdoor concert or an indoor concert of some kind at some point. But you know what? We're called to look at things differently, and this pandemic, while it has been the great disruptor, it has also shown us so much more possibility, and it has given us opportunity to embrace things that we never would have had time and space to embrace before. And for those of you who are struggling financially, believe me, I don't say that. I'm not trying to find a silver lining in things that have been uh, incredibly taxing and fundamentally um, difficult, because I know we're all faced with our unique challenges, and Some of us have had to close our brick-and-mortar studios, and that's been a devastating loss for many, and my heart goes out to all of you, but for those of us who are holding on and who are choosing to continue on this road together, I'm inviting us to embrace the decision to do things differently, to make choices for your studio, make choices for your life that Actually, come from a place of nourishment for your soul for what you desire not just how you've done it before not just the boxes that you've checked before in the past okay well we went to four different competitions last year we went to six different competitions in the nationals and so we're gonna try to fight and, and make this work and figure this out and all of this energy being put towards trying to make something what it was when it is not that in the moment right now. We must shift. We must disrupt. We must change forms. And if dancers are anything, we are flexible. We know how to change something in the moment if it is not working for us. If we are not on our leg during a performance, we know how to get on our leg. If we forgot what we're doing, we know how to cover it up. We know how to shift in the moment. That is the gift and the skill set that we have as performers and as dancers. And we are called to use the same skills right now, here today, during this time. I strongly encourage you to take a look at the systems you have created in your studio, the way you have been operating up until now, and ask yourself, is this still serving me? And what is no longer needed? Hustling, grinding, overworking, overgiving is no longer serving you and therefore it is no longer serving your studio because remember, you are your studio. If you are not fulfilled, if you are not nourished, you cannot, cannot, I don't care what you say, you cannot show up as the best version of yourself for your students, for your staff, and for the people that you lead who are looking up to you. If you are coming from a place of depletion, you cannot be your best self. So I invite you to take a good long look around you and say, what are the patterns that I deeply desire to disrupt? What is no longer working? And yes, it might be difficult to look at those things and acknowledge that they're not working and acknowledge that it's time to let them go. Letting go is really freaking hard. Letting go is hard, but we can replace it with something new, something refreshing, something that is desperately needed. And I am so committed to all of you and continuing this conversation. And I really look at our program, Your Life, Your Studio, Your Way, as a refreshing alternative to running our studios. Because I know I am a professional dancer in New York City. I've owned a studio for 16 years, two studios for 16 years. I'm a single mom. Believe me, I know what spinning all the plates and juggling everything feels like. And if I can do it, you can do it. We can all do this. We are in this together more than ever. And I invite you to... Come find me on Instagram at Your Life, Your Studio, Your Way. Find our website, yourlifeyourstudioyourway.com and join the community, join the conversation. Introduce yourself to me with a direct message and say, hey, Lauren, I've been listening to your podcast and I just want to put my face out there and say I'm choosing to do things differently. I would love to hear from you. And I really look at this as a movement and a rising up, a collective rising up of studio owners who are aware, who are awake and ready to shift their businesses and ready to shift their lives and make big, bold changes to this world. So I thank you so much for listening and look forward to next time. if you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. It helps us get the message and this medicine out there. The more people, the better.